Thank you for joining me for another episode of Mondays with Matt on the Matt Man's podcast. Oh, it's another week, another week down. Did the first podcast last week, and uh, I only really sent it out to close friends. Um, you know, I just kind of went down my list on my messenger box, and I was like, they might listen, they might listen. And man, so many of y'all listened. So many of y'all gave me great feedback as well. I'm definitely taking that feedback. I hope to improve this every week so it's a little bit more entertaining and a little bit more listenable because that's what it's all about anyways. Um, So thank you guys so much, man. That means a lot to me. Um, You know, in that episode, I did talk about, you know, smoking pot and stuff. And so I just, you know, I can't, I don't know. I I want everybody to listen to this, but I'm just kind of keeping it under wraps for a little bit while I have, uh, you know normal jobs and stuff like that, which kind of sucks, but I just want to talk about whatever I want to talk about on here, you know, and, uh, but I am drug-free at the moment, and it feels pretty good, you know, uh, my dreams have been getting pretty crazy, uh, but I think we're supposed to have dreams, you know, I'm, I don't really know too much about that stuff, but it's just so natural, and I think in your dreams, you're kind of working out problems that you might have in your everyday life, and, but I'm not going to lie, sometimes I wake up in a really weird fucking mood because my dreams are just fucking off the wall, man. I had a dream I was working back at UPS, which was a job I, f- I really hated. And I really hated my boss at the time. And in my dream, though, I was like, oh, my boss is gone. So we have a, you know, so it won't be as bad. And then all of a sudden he showed up like, oh, no, I got transferred back. So it ended up being more of a, a nightmare of some sorts. But anyways, how are you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. Some of us are uh, maybe getting back to work. Uh, probably not, though. Uh, I live in West Virginia, and uh, everything's shutting down again. Um, we were supposed to play at the Burrito Bar, my band Fletcher's Grove, later this month, but it just got canceled because you can't have events of more than 25 people at the moment. So, you know, that sucks, man, but even us, even us as a band, we were talking this past weekend, just... You know, we're always in a band chat together talking about stuff, which I've been super thankful for because I'm always, you know, sharing my thoughts with them or worries, and they're a huge help. I love those guys so much. Uh, we really are just a group of, like, best friends and brothers. And But, you know, we were talking about, like, should we put on a show? We sold it out, and it was 100 tickets, and we are just, you know, John was like, I mean, is it responsible of us? to even bring people together, you know, Fayetteville's a pretty close-knit community, so we kind of were thinking, like, well, these people are always hanging out with each other anyways, so, uh, but we're also putting ourselves out there, and, you know, and singing, I spit all over the place when I sing, like, I see it sometimes just launch, I, I think sometimes when I'm singing, I'm spitting, like, probably 10 feet at least, maybe more, like, out into the crowd, so there are a lot of concerns going into that anyways, so, you know, I think it's for the best. It sucks. 
It really does suck. We did play this past weekend up in Pennsylvania, though, uh, for the Get Down, which uh, a band by the name of Cabinet puts on. They're a really great kind of bluegrass jam band. And uh, we met those dudes years ago. Years ago, we played with them in Clarksburg, West Virginia, and uh, at a cool venue called PJ Kelly's. Um, it's not really around anymore. It might be a bar, but uh, it was so cool. We had the stage, and they had a place for us all to stay up top, so we ended up partying with those dudes really late and uh, uh, played some games with the banjo players' uh, finger things. It was really fun, like those little metal things that banjo players put on their fingers. He was just, like, rolling them. And, uh, like, it depended on how many stood up or whatever, or if somebody had to drink. And then, uh, at one point he rolled them, and they all stood up. And I, I was like, what does that mean? He was like, that means we all win! Yeah! <laughs> we all just cheered. I wish there were more games where just everybody wins, you know, at the end. Oh, we both won! Hell yeah! Uh, but there's not. What, what, where's the competitiveness in that? Uh, yeah, so this podcast's off to a good start, you know, I'm just ranting. Just ranting a lot. Uh, I do hope to have some guests here eventually, talking to some people about that, or maybe a Zoom meeting. I could always call somebody and just hold the mic up, the you know, phone up to the mic or something. But, uh, you know, I just want it to be listenable and decent quality. Uh, so, yeah, we had a show, though, this past weekend in Blaine, Pennsylvania. That's up in Amish country, y'all. I passed a lot. I've passed at least, like, I think four... Uh, carriages. Um, this one carriage was kind of cute. They're two little, an Amish little boy and little girl looking out the back. And, uh, man, it's just crazy. Amish people, I was thinking while I was driving just how they're like, they're like aliens or were like aliens to them, you know? Like, I mean, they do alienate themselves. Does that mean they're aliens? No, I don't know. Not really. I mean, I know they're humans. Uh, I guess mostly, uh, they're German. I learned. Um, most of them are in Pennsylvania. A lot of farmland. A lot of beautiful farmland around that area. Beautiful farmland. I actually wanted to look up some stuff about Amish. Can I become Amish if I want to? Let's look that up. Can I become Amish? Uh, you can begin wherever you are. Yes, it is possible for outsiders, through conversion and convincement, to join the Amish community. But we must quickly add that it seldom pass happens. And to be truly and to truly be a part of the Amish community, one would need to learn the Pennsylvania Dutch dialect. What? They have their own dialect? I had no idea. I kind of base all everything I've learned about the Amish was from um the movie Kingpin. So uh <laughs> I don't <laughs> Oh man. You're just like talking in like, oh, we're Amish people. Oh even though we're German, we sound like we're Irish. I don't, I know that's not what they really sound like, but, um, uh, that was interesting. I do want, man, it, I was thinking it probably would be kind of nice to be Amish right now because they don't have to, they're not affected by any of this. I'm, well, I'm, they're probably affected by a little bit, but their world probably hasn't changed much. You know, I don't know if, uh, any Amish people have gotten COVID. I guess I could look that up. Amish and COVID. Amish getting COVID. <laughs> Oh, oh! it's taking a toll on PA's Amish community. That's awful. Oh, no. Oh, no. So they are getting COVID, even though they stay away from all this bullshit that we do in our everyday lives using our meaningless 
tools and stuff and our powered wagons. Nearly 40,000 Amish call South Central Pennsylvania home. Many of them have had parts of their lives uprooted amid the coronavirus restrictions. Um, it's impacted the Amish community very much the same way as it has impacted all Pennsylvanians, said Steve Nolt, a senior scholar of Elizabethtown Colleges, blah, 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 blah. Um, the Amish schoolhouses are closed, and religion, a way of life for many in the Amish community, is now practiced inside homes. Even Amish people are social distancing. Wow, I did not think that at all. I was thinking how nice it would be to be them right now and not even know, like, you know, what's going on with Trump and all this bullshit. Like, they don't have, they don't get on Twitter every day. Man, I bet they're bored out of their minds. No school, no church. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and they can, wait, it says, while many may think of the Amish as getting around in horse and buggies, it's now pretty common for them to hire non-Amish drivers to take them places. These days, however, the so-called Amish taxi drivers aren't working. Oh, so they can't even take their Amish taxis. That's probably why I saw so many dang buggies. It is, it's wild, though. You, you'll just be on the road, and you, I started seeing, like, horse shit on the side of the road, and I was like, okay, yeah, there's probably some Amish around here. And then you see a lot of pass with care signs. And then um, next thing you know, I just started coming up on a bunch of buggies and happened to pass them. I did pass with care, by the way. Um, I did Snapchat one of them, which I felt kind of bad. Um, I hope I didn't capture their soul in that Snapchat, you know. I think I, I, I did go to Amish country once. I think I was in fifth grade, and I remember their dolls didn't have any faces on them, you know. They think that that's just, I think that's just too close to being a human, and they're afraid it'll, a soul will get trapped. So anyways, uh, enough with the Amish, but that does suck that they're getting affected by all this. So uh, you might have learned something today on this podcast. But uh, the show in Pennsylvania was was uh, pretty cool. Um, they weren't really practicing social distancing too well, but they, they did keep their distance from the bands and from the stage area. And, you know, uh, the sound guys were wiping down the mics and everything in between every band. And uh, I didn't bring my own mic like an idiot. John brought his own mic. He's smart. Uh, he put a, he took this orange tape and put farm use on his uh, bass amp. I thought that was pretty funny. But, man, it did feel good to play again. Um, you know, it was a festival, a lot of, a lot of hippie-ish people there, and it was just chill as fuck. And, you know, we, we played for two hours, which that's, that's a pretty long set for us, but uh, it was so fun, man. And, uh, the weather was beautiful. There was, like, some cloud coverage coming in, like, where it was almost going to rain, but it didn't. It ended up just bringing this beautiful breeze in, man. And I just, during one of our jams, I was just, like, leaning my head back and letting the air just blow through my hair and closing my eyes. And, gosh, it felt good. It felt good to see smiling faces, you know, uh, again, and seeing people get up and dance and react to things that you're doing. Uh, after our first song, Croft was like, he was like, well, you might want to give us some thumbs up or any hearts, you know? That's what we're used to having right now. So, uh, sometimes he says funny stuff. But, um, it was great to be back there with my, with the boys again up on stage. It was a really big stage too, so everybody could be distanced from each other. And, uh, it ended up being a really awesome thing. I, I did just, I came there, I played, 
and then I just left immediately. So it was a it was a long day for me. Uh, I just I wanted to hang out there so bad and just have fun with people, and uh, it just it just isn't the time for that for me yet. I'm not I'm not there yet, and uh, just knowing where West Virginia is at, I don't know if I'm spreading it and all this stuff. So I would like to get tested sometime soon. I might do that this week if they offer it some free testing around here. Uh, I'm in the Oak Hill area. So if you hear about any of that, just let me know. But it did feel great to play again. It didn't really feel exactly right, but it did feel it did feel pretty good. So I apologize if I pissed me off by doing that, but you know, we planned it so long ago and uh we just really, man, I like our manager said he was just like it might be your last festival ever. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> I hope eventually we'll get to a time where we can have festivals again and we can hug each other again. But it was all just a bunch of fist bumps and, you know, people saying good job from a distance. So I do want to thank everybody there just for being, you know, very respectful for all the bands and stuff. I know y'all just want to be all over us after the set, you know, and tell us how much you love us. And I'm just kidding. But it was it was a good time. It felt good. I, I needed it. I needed to get out of my house. But, uh. It was it was a long ass day. I had to drive like five and a half hours from here, played five thirty to seven thirty, and then you know, got off stage, unloaded, and didn't really waste too much time. I was on the road by eight thirty and drove another five and a half hours back. So that was like eleven hours of driving and two hours of playing. I was beat, to tell you the truth. I had all day to relax yesterday and that's what I did. I just sat on my ass all day. Oh man, so uh, our next segment, let's talk about uh, what what are you watching? What are you watching? I can't hear what you're telling me right now, but I'll tell you what I've been watching. I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. It's on uh, HBO, Danny McBride. Let me look it up so I can name some of the actors more and stuff. But man, I love this show so much. It's uh, It's about a family that owns a church, like one of those really huge churches. And, uh, of course, you know, not all of them are perfect, uh, very far from being perfect as a matter of fact. And they get in a huge pickle cause, uh, somebody gets filmed doing some stuff they shouldn't. So people are trying to blackmail them and it ends up just creating all this, this craziness. But, uh, it was a great season too. And it, and it does, it's like one of those shows that concludes. So, uh, I think they are going to they they're going to make a new season right now but they can't because of COVID. I heard they might do like a Christmas special. But uh it's it's just great from beginning to end. You know, it ends really well. So I, I highly recommend watching The Righteous Gemstones. Excuse me. But yeah, oh, John Goodman, he's like the 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 head guy of the family, you know, he's the pastor. And then you have Danny McBride which is one of his sons. Um, Adam Devine from uh, Workaholics is on there. I love that guy. He's hilarious. Uh, Eddie Patterson. I, I don't really know what else she's been in, but she's the daughter, Judy Gemstone. And, man, the guy that, if you watch it, you'll understand, but this guy named Keith, his character's name's Keith, played by Tony Cavallaro. It, he fucking, he nails it, dude. He just nails that part. Any scene with that dude was my favorite, really. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's a a ton of good people in it. Um, but great show, hilarious. You won't regret watching it. 
Uh, every episode's great. The first episode's great, and just from then on, it's about it's nine episodes long. It took me like two days to get through it because I didn't have much shit to do. That's really all I did yesterday. I was playing this uh this Batman game on my PlayStation uh where you just like it's like you make decisions that kind of ch- affect the way the game's played down the line. So it's like a little bit more chill. And uh you know since I'm not a stoner anymore, I was I tried playing it before. I couldn't pay enough close attention because I daydream a lot whenever I'm stoned. And uh so uh, now that I'm not, I can pay attention and uh. It's kind of boring to tell you the truth, but it's something to do, you know. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I'm watching. Righteous Gemstones, highly recommend it. Uh, there is some nudity. There's some dicks in it. There's actually a lot of dicks in it. <laughs> oh, that's not why I like it, okay? But it'd be okay if I did, okay? So it's whatever. Um, but other than that, man, I guess I did have a pretty eventful weekend compared to a lot of others around here. You know, what'd you all do? What have you all been... I would like to you all to message me and tell me um, some things that you've been doing. Maybe uh, hit me up with some questions. If you have any questions at all that you want to ask me or anything you want my uh, opinion on, I definitely need things to talk about on here. I just have a couple bullet points that I put up, uh, things to talk about. Uh, I had my friend Emily uh, hit me up and gave me some really great feedback just about having, you know, different parts, different segments of uh, the podcast. And uh, she really liked me talking about spooky stuff. I don't really have any spooky stuff uh, in line today. Um, Man, I have been watching. I've been kind of addicted to these, like, uh, this guy, like, he wa- you watch like an interrogation and this guy breaks down what's happening during the interrogation like what the uh what the agents are doing and like what tactics they're they're using during it and I'm going to look up this channel right now but it's just so interesting I just love watching guilty people lie and like you know that they're lying especially people that they've done horrible things so you don't you don't feel bad for them at all it's really just you're just like oh yeah you got he got you now fucker I mean, you have awful people in there, dude. Where are my subscriptions? Why is it so hard to find? Why can't you just list all the subscriptions? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to find this really fast. Sorry. This is a boring part of the podcast. But yeah, you just have people. I mean, it's awful. You have this one guy that, that killed his kids and his his wife and... For no fucking good reason. I mean, not that <laughs> not that there's ever a good reason, but he just thought he could get away with it. And just the way he was acting the whole time, man, right from the get-go, that officer knew that he was guilty. And I'm having such a hard time finding... What about my library? Will that... Will that help me? God damn it. I can't fucking find it. Sorry, I'm getting aggravated. I just wanted to tell you the dang name of the the show. Grid. Let's check out the grid here. But yeah, I've been uh watching a lot of that. It's kind of it it gets pretty dark, honestly. I I kept watching them at night and then falling asleep, and that's probably one reason I'm having weird ass dreams. This is ridiculous. 
cannot find this at all. It's really easy on my PlayStation. It just shows me each each channel. Dang, Pat McAfee puts out so much shit. I'm probably going to unsubscribe to him just because there's too much shit on here. Oh, here we go. JCS Criminal Psychology. JCS Criminal Psychology. It is so interesting, man. He breaks everything down. And, you know, we've all, I think we've all, like, lied before. So it's, you know, you can just tell. You can really just tell when people are lying. And it's not always on murderers. Some people, it's just, you know, I mean, I you do have to be a certain, I guess, type of person to enjoy this kind of thing. But if you like watching people that are really, like, some of the most evil people on earth getting caught and then just getting, like, the way they act, man. They act like little kids. This one guy killed a little a little kid. I, I'm so, I hate even talking like that, even coming out of my mouth. But he is just like, why are you doing this to me? It's not fair. And it's just like, you're just like, oh, my God, dude. I want to punch you in the face or worse. Um, Anywho, <laughs> let's get straight out of murder shows to the some good news. I was scanning. Uh, once again, I'm on this website called the good, uh, just goodnewsnetwork.org. So if you're ever looking for some good news, which is very hard to find in uh, our normal news these days, then go to the Good News Network. So I, I was going through a few of these. What do we have here? Oh, court rules that grizzly bears near Yellowstone will remain protected from sport hunting. How about that? It is bold. I mean, I get, like, maybe having to hunt bears when they're getting dangerous, but, I mean, I'm sure some people do eat bear. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, and I think some of the more intense hunters, will they'll eat everything, bear, beaver tail, and stuff like that, but usually people just shoot bears for fun, and that's, I'm not really into that, man. I, su I totally support hunting, you know, with deer, and Joe Rogan brings it all the time, up all the time. I mean, deer especially, I mean, Deer, I don't think they, I don't know if they ever die of old age. I, I'm not really sure. I think that's extremely rare for a deer to just die of old age and its sleep surrounded by its loved ones. Usually it's like they freeze to death. They're eaten by wolves. Um, they get hit by cars. Uh, and what else happens to them? So in a way, I mean, a nice shot... You know, just a good shot to the heart. Take that deer down. That's, that might be the best way they could go out, you know. And they're just living their life. I mean, if you if you eat meat in general, I just don't understand why you wouldn't support hunting because the meat industry is really fucked up. I mean, they're just raising cattle to be put through these plants and they never even, like, get to realize what life's about. They don't get to be out in the wild, you know. Deer get to enjoy the out in the wild and they're just you know, running around and roaming, and then just boom, their life's over, hopefully, you know, hopefully it just goes that way, so anyways, that might have been a controversial topic, but anyway, back to more good news, so uh, yeah, you can't hunt bears around Yellowstone, so if you're thinking about going hunting for some bears in Yellowstone this summer, sorry pal, um, wild bison are returning to England's forest for a first time in 6,000 years. How about that? That's a fucking long time. 6,000 years? What was going on 6,000 years ago, even? Um, what else did I see? 
Oh, since leaving the KKK, this veteran now spends his time volunteering for anti-hate mission. That's great. I think one of the most beautiful things in life is just like admitting you're wrong. And that's really hard for us to do, but it really shouldn't be, man. And as soon as you admit that you're wrong, like this wave of, you know, good feeling kind of comes over you and you're just, I think your heart opens up a little bit more, you know, try admitting that you're wrong this week, you know, if you are wrong. But if you're not, stand your ground, okay? I was in a relationship where, oh my gosh, we argued so much, but sometimes I just knew I was right and I would stand my ground. Until I wouldn't, and then I just would just keel over and let her have her way. Anyways, back to some more good news. I'm turning all this good news into awful news. Oh, check this out. So, students overwhelmed after landlord gives them good tenant bonuses on top of returning security deposits. What? Having my first rental experiences be in Morgantown, uh, which is where Western University is, uh, that is amazing, because I never, ever got my security back, po- security deposit back. One time I got, like, a partial of it back, and it was my fault. They were really nice landlords, actually, this old couple, and I did leave some shit in the basement. I left a big old broken amp, and uh, so, I, I, you know, I deserved some of that money taken away. But the other times I deserved it back. Maybe not all, maybe, probably not. I don't know. One time my dad even called the landlord and told him he was going to drive up to Morgantown and kick his ass, which he never did. And now that landlord's a fucking millionaire because WVU ended up buying all his properties and putting these big buildings up. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have been around Morgantown much, but uh, it's changed a lot. I arrived in Morgantown in 2007 and hung around there for about 10 years altogether. I kind of left and came back. But all together, about 10 years, and man, it changed a lot. Um, I think South Park, that area of South Park, and not the show, there's an area called South Park in Morgantown. That's that's where it's at for like people my age that don't want to be around all the hustle and bustle. Um, but yeah, fuck landlords up there, man. They suck. I have a nice landlord right now, though. I will say that. And, uh, you know, I do. I think I will get my security deposit back as well. It's just been me in here and my girlfriend some. So I think we'll be all right. Where are we at? Oh, man, we're at 26 minutes already. I kind of want to keep this under 30 minutes just for now, you know, just so you all know, kind of expect to know how long we'll go here. But, uh, oh, I do want to talk about cutting grass though for a second. I've been looking up some stuff because it's just, I kind of, I let my grass get tall, but I have one of those like old school push mowers that, uh, you you know, it doesn't take gas or anything. You just push it and that makes the blade spin like they used to use probably in like the forties. And, um, but they still make them. I got off Amazon for like 60 bucks and I was like, well, you know, this dude, I was paying 20 bucks every time to mow my lawn. This will pay for itself, you know, quick. And it did. And, uh, it's really not that hard. My yard's flat, first of all. So, uh, you know. On like, if you had like a bunch of, well, even a hill wouldn't be that bad with it. It's pretty light, but um, uh, but it's 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 nice. It's nice for the yard that I have, and you know, and just got myself a little electric weed eater. I'm growing up, you know. But uh, I did notice though all these bees in my yard, and then I saw an article that said if you 
don't mow your lawn for every two weeks, which I can't wait that long with that push thing. That, the one thing about the push thing is if your grass is tall, it's not that smooth. And then you kind of just have to be like chunk at it, like shoosh, shoosh, shoosh. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm like pushing and pulling back, pushing and pulling back to get those big patches of grass. So um, I do have to mow it at least like one and a half weeks at the most is what I can wait. Um, and we've been getting decent rain up here in Oak Hill. I know there's been a drought a lot throughout the country in a lot of places, but not here in Oak Hill, man. We've been getting storms and has been sunny and hot as hell, but my grass will not stop growing. But uh, I do think, like, you know, just let your grass get a little taller once in a while. Let some of them white little flowers come up and let the bees get their their stuff that they need to bring back to Queen Bee um, so they can get promoted you know, through the bee, um, bee job that they have, and maybe one day they could become queen. No, I know that's not how it works, but, uh, you know, it's just, I just, one day I saw a bunch of bees out there, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to mow it today, man. Let those bees have it. And also, I feel like bees are, like, around a lot during the hot part of the day, so maybe, like, wait till later when the bees leave to mow your grass so you don't kill any, you know, innocent bees just trying to get back to the queen. And, um, really, that's all I have today. You know, uh, I hope this episode was, uh, maybe a little better than last week's. I feel like I kind of, uh, was out of my element in some things I talked about last week. But, you know, all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, try to be nice to your neighbors and, uh, try to love each other and have a good day. Um, if you have any questions, want to hit me up with some topics. I'd be more than happy to talk about them on next next week's episode. I'm going to go ahead and uh, save this. I'm going to, you know, personally message some of you guys and send this out there. So thank you all so much for being a part of the first group of people to hear this and really helping me out. I can use even more input. If any of you have any good ideas for me to do, um, maybe I could have some people coming on here, like I said earlier, and uh, we could keep it rolling with this thing. But I'm having a great time doing it. Um, so you guys have a good week. All right. I will talk to you next week on Monday. Later.